Hey everybody, welcome back to Visual Novel Book Club. I'm your pal Slow Beef. With me, of course, is my good friend Oren Ronan. Good evening. My good friend Devious Vacuum. Howdy, folks. My good friend Polo Go. Hey. My good friend Turbo C. Hello, everyone. Hello. Um, I have opinions about this chapter. This latest chapter of 420. Are they good or bad opinions? Um, I think they're probably non-controversial opinions. They're mostly good. You know, I like. I still like this chapter in this game, except for one guy. Which uh, which character do you want to start with? Um, I was kind of planning on whatever you had taken notes for, but okay. I because I started with Osawa. I did too, actually. I'll say one thing up front: the 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 actual puzzle was much more complicated in this chapter than it was before. Yeah, agreed. I think like, I found there was like one especially tricky part to it. Um, as in, like, there's one gate that requires two keys to unlock. Yes. Yeah, and the one of the keys is, like, not clear. Yeah. There's a red herring key, kind of. And does the game throw, like, a keep out at you with no actual way to get past it? No, I didn't get... No, well, it has to, because you have to... I mean, you have to be able to get past... I think I know what you mean. The game like, just ends this chapter. There's <laughs> Sorry. A, no, the, this is as far as we got. I actually, I get what Pulahook was saying, because th- there was one pathway when I was, like, trying to figure out how to finish the chapter that I got to keep out, even though I had already unlocked that person. Like, I think it was, like, Thomas 1230, even though I'd actually read up to, like, the 1245. Because, you know, when you pick other choices, like, bad ends can come in, and it's, like, the progress is, quote-unquote, taken away from the time chart. Oh, yeah, that makes sense. I didn't, I don't think I, I don't think I saw a keep out get restored. <laughs> I didn't either, but I, I can see how that can happen. Yeah. So, uh, no, the, it, one, by the way, one little trick if you're hunting bad endings, I found, is if you pick, cho- if you get everyone to, like, as far as you can get them, and then you pick choices and you look and see what's no longer completed, that usually leads to a bad end, which is mm-hmm. how I, I got kind of all of them on this one, I think. But, anyhow. This chapter was good in that it was easy to get a lot of bad endings. Like, there were a yeah. lot of like either like obvious bad decisions like ram him with the forklift um which was excellent and i'm very glad <laughs> that was included um or it just yeah it, it so that in that way it was like i could see it could be more frustrating if you didn't care about collecting all the endings but from the perspective of trying to collect all the endings it was much easier than the last chapter and there were some good bad endings in this one too it, it was the first one that I actually got all the bad endings before I completed the chapter. So I didn't have to go back and hunt for them. Mostly because I got stuck on that last that complicated puzzle that required two keys. So I ended mm-hmm. up finding all the other bad endings while, while looking how to solve that one. Um, but I, d- I also started with Osawa. My thinking was I wanted to get the crap, out, like the dregs out of the way. <laughs> there, there are some good bits with, with Osawa in this chapter. I mean, but yeah, heads up, I'm starting with Tama every time. Yeah, I started with Tama too. I I've just somehow started with Kano every time. That seems like what you're supposed to do, honestly. Like Kano's kind of the main character. I, I each time I've started and ended with him. And yeah, and his thing took a lot. Uh, was the last thing probably that all of us resolved. Yeah. Um, I think it designed it this way this time. They they want you to end with. Yeah. It's difficult yeah. because you can get just about everyone else up to their final point except for him yeah exactly what's annoying is when you get to a final point with someone but then you have to go back and change their uh choices and then you have to reread reread back to that 
to that uh, to be continued again. Yeah, you have to get them to the same place, but different. Yeah. Yeah, this one, overall, I don't know. Like, I feel like it's easy to become frustrated with the way that this works. Like, I think it could have fewer branches and it would still be good. Um, but like it's it is it is it's doing what it's doing and it's accomplishing that and everything like that. But like my preference would be not quite as many branches. But obviously the whole point of this is that it has like a million endings. So so yeah. It's trying to be a game and not just like a visual novel where you just read for two hours and, and get no 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 action. You can do nothing. And yeah. yet <laughs> It kind of feels like they have this cohesive, like, well-put-together story, and then someone's like, we need, like, five more endings. And then they just kind of make shit up. It's like, we need a, a bad ending here. Let's just, I don't know, have something crazy happen. Yeah, or just when it's like, oh, well, you got shot and died. Like, you know, it's like, okay, well... Yeah, most sure. of the endings are really good. I really enjoy Well, yeah, of a lot endings. of them are, are very funny or, like, silly. The first bad ending that I got for here is... Um, you know, I started with Tama, and of course I fought the cockroach, which in turn leads to Hitomi being shocked to death, and Achi yeah. um, carrying on in her name. Oh my god. So do we want to talk... Uh, we can start ta- talking about Tama instead of Osawa. It's not a big deal. Let's just, let's we just like her. Yeah. Tama. So it's Tama time. Uh, so it's one hour until the sales demo. This is 12 o'clock to 1 o'clock. And uh, Tama uh, is sent to the storeroom by Mr. Yanagishida, um, mm-hmm. and he she, she's going to get like it, the storeroom is like full of scam items like Burning Hammer, and one of them is the Anagachi, an eel racing simulator. <laughs> it's so good. Mm-hmm. I love I love it. It's fantastic. The tooltips for this are fantastic. I like the little game clip video they, they have there in one of the tips. Yes, in, in one of the tooltips they have a video of the gameplay of the Anagachi. It's so funny. And apparently you, you, you raise the eel and then you have to cook it. And that's how you get Oh my god, this is... This sounds so good. Yes, it's you. You make it into uh, sushi in the end, um, which is great. The goal is to make it be really good sushi and not regular sushi. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh god, it's it's very good. Um, but so this was also another thing that he like paid too much money for, and it got scammed. And um... oh, I was trying to find if Anagachi was an actual game, but the first result is actually for the Steam trading card, which I did not know existed. <laughs> <laughs> So, um, so as Paul Hogo said, when Tama's in the storeroom, she sees a cockroach, and you have the option to fight it or not fight it. Now, I want to stop here and say that for the little CG scene that they have for this, like, you're in the storeroom and you're looking at boxes, and then I don't know if this was real or if it was just this really well-done CGI cockroach that just scurries across the boxes. It has to be CG. Oh, yeah, it's, like, really high frame rate 3D cockroach. Yeah, it was the most detailed thing you would see in this game. Yeah. I actually thought it was a film cockroach. I, I... Hyper-realistic cockroach. How would they get the cockroach to do that exact move, like, on film, with the budget this game oh, has? trained cockroach. Well, yeah, they train it. You've got their cockroach rankings. <laughs> I think that's... That is a... Th- I don't think they would have done that for this game, but isn't that, like, a thing? Like, I know they, they do... Tra- Hold on a second. 
I don't know if you can wrangle a cockroach. I know they have people that just raise them. I don't think they really have the intelligence to, uh... Getting an update here. No, it's not like you literally train it, though, but I think, like, you do things, like, you give, like, food or, like, some sort of, like... <laughs> you coax it with treats. Or whatever. Like, but, I mean, they do it. I mean, there are, like, movies where, like, a bug's moving across a wall or something. It's not you just hope for the best. I mean, you know, you have you, time for money. What they do is they put some of those little electrodes in them, like the little robot electrodes, and then they just do a remote control. <laughs> some of the some early robots were just trying to replicate the behavior of simple animals like cockroaches. I'm I'm trying to Google this, and then there's a Wikipedia entry for arthropods arthropods in film, and there's like a picture of Jiminy Cricket. Like what the? <laughs> <laughs> is this just? This is just in general about the history of mosquitoes. Just a, a wiki all about bugs in movies. <laughs> Meanwhile, I got an article for cyborg cockroaches, so... Um, oh my god. List of famous cockroaches. Yeah, how insects are trained for TV and movies. Arthropods in film sounds like a fucking panel at, like, Comic-Con or something, you know? <laughs> yeah, no, they, but, I'm, oh yeah, I'm god. right. They have, like, entomologists, like, do this for movies and stuff like that. Like, you blow air at them or, like, fans and things like that, and they get, like, bugs to move kind of in the direction they want to. Wow. Amazing. This is an educational podcast. <laughs> Where we just we have these questions that we just quickly Google them like we knew the whole time. <laughs> I mean, the people listening aren't gonna do it. Let's be real. Yeah, they don't. <laughs> they don't have access to Google. They they're gonna think about it, but then they're not gonna do it unless you were wrong about something. But I know if I listen to facts on a podcast, I'm just like, sure, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> I should Google that later, and then I don't. Just, just blithely expect accept everything you hear. I. I don't even remember it. Podcast ends. I don't even remember what it was. That is kind of how I do podcasts <laughs> in this area. Like, I'm usually doing something else, and I'll be like, oh, that part sounded interesting. Let me rewind 30 seconds. And then I go there, and I'm like, I gotta remember that, and then I don't. Yep. Anyway. anyway. So, Tama runs out of the storeroom and uh, brings the, the Anagachis, and um, let's see. So they go, and then they go back to get the burning hammer, which is on the loading dock. And, like, it's, like, obviously, like, like Mr. Yanagashita, yeah, Yanagashita is, like, oh, I, they're, like, where is the burning hammer? And he's, like, oh, I left it out on the loading dock, but it's fine. The recycling guy hasn't come yet. Like, it's, like, right in the, like, with the trash. And, um, and so, of course, they go back into the loading dock to get it, and it's gone. It's driving away on a truck. And uh, he starts to run after the recycling truck, and he can't, of course they can't catch it. There's a wonderful shot of him running to with big text that says like "Burning Hammer, come, come back." back. <laughs> yeah, and it's in it's in English in, in Japanese too. Yeah, <laughs> Nanagashita oh is like easily runaway hero of this game in my opinion. Yeah, he's the best character. Yeah, I love him. So we have so he. Instructs Tama and Cherry to find the recycling truck, and you can choose to either go together or go separately. Um, if it, it makes you go separately eventually. Yeah, you, it doesn't have any effect immediately, but if you don't go separately, then you'll get stuck with the. Um, uh, in, in, yeah, you, you don't get a bad ending with Tama, but you'll never be able to continue her story because you won't be able to go to jump to her again. Because you get a banding in another place. 
basically, Cheery, Ch- her name is, right? Yeah. 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 Cheery needs to be somewhere for Minakala's story. Minorakala's story. And yeah. if, yeah, so basically, you don't know this yet, but yeah, she needs to be there. So, you need to split uh, up, basically. Yeah, so, so Tama goes off by herself, and uh, she is walking in the square, and she bumps into Mr. Toyama and his daughter, um, who are on the move. They're on the run. I guess he didn't want to stay in his office and wait for Minorikawa to come back. So uh, they become sort of the central figures of this chapter because they are the last pieces of a puzzle that's difficult to figure out. Um, so she bumps into them, like literally. And, uh, and, and then, then she bumps into his head again when they try to bow to each other. Yes. Which is very <laughs> difficult to do in, in a costume, I think. Yeah, it also I feel like it wouldn't hurt. Like it, it wouldn't hurt either of them because there's a, there's soft fabric in the way. But anyway, so then uh, Tama like looks at the clock. It's like twelve thirty-five, and she's like, "How am I gonna find this truck?" And it goes to keep out. And let's see, when do we? So that keep out is unlocked by jumping from from Chiaki. somewhere. Else. From Chiaki, much later. Yeah. Much, much later. Yeah. Um, let's find the continuation of that in my notes. So that should be, I think, then as she's looking for Burning Hammer, Chiaki kind of comes up and. Now, Chiaki, remember, is the socially shy or awkward reporter who Minorikawa has asked to interview people for Shibuya Life. And Chiaki comes across Tama and basically is asking her like very nervously like are you are you happy with your life are you happy with your life are you happy yeah, that, that's a, that's apparently the question she's trying to ask people <laughs> but but the only one she can approach is the one in the cat suit because she's too shy to approach anyone who uh, whose face she can see oh there's such a good line where she says are you happy with your life and uh tama responds well right now as you can see i am a cat <laughs> and then Chiaki like writes down cat and then she's like, okay, well, thank you. And then, like, even Tom's like, wait, that's the whole interview? Like, that's it? <laughs> like, yep, got all I need, thank you. Which is really her being too nervous to do more, I think. But Yeah, it's great. Um, and she draws a picture of Tama in her little notes, too. Yeah. Tama's great in that scene, I should say. Yeah. In every scene. Yeah. <laughs> so... So Tama gets interviewed by Chiaki, and then uh, she isn't able to find the truck, so she returns to the store where Yanagishida is there, and he has found another scam item, which are these good luck pendants that were in the storeroom. And he's like, I'm wearing one, you have one too. And she looks at it, and then right as he gives it to her, the recycling guy calls and says, like, oh, I brought back the burning hammer. I realized I made a mistake and took your, you know, full box. So I brought it back. It's it's outside. And they're like, oh, my gosh, did the pendant work? <laughs> and then Tama makes a wish. She wishes that she's, she'll get her money. <laughs> yeah. And um, so they run downstairs to go get the burning hammer back from the loading dock. But, um... Depending on when you come here um, and what choices you made in Achi's route, uh, it can also it cannot be there. Um, d- during a great part in Achi's route where you get to choose to drive a forklift into a guy, um, yeah. so if you did that, it's not there. So, but if you just uh, 
I don't remember what the other thing is that you can do. Throw, you throw you throw the crates at him. Yeah, you just throw the boxes. I like the bend ending that you get, though, here, too, where they decide to try to sell the Anagoshi yeah. instead. <laughs> oh, yeah. It doesn't work. <laughs> it doesn't work. Yeah. I don't know how Bernie Hammer is going to not flop, but, you know. Well, the best is, like, the renewed, like, vision that Yanagashida has from it, too, when you suggest, like, we could sell Anagachi. It's like, yes, we are going to sell Anagachi. And there's a picture of him, like, in front of Anagachi and Tama. And it, it's like, well, and then they're like, and it absolutely failed. Like, it absolutely yeah. failed. This is terrible. Wah, Forget wah. it. So, um, so yeah, if you if you don't choose the forklift option on Achi's route, then Tama finds the boxes outside, but he still threw them. And this this one was actually, I was kind of like, what do you want me to do? Because no matter what, all the bottles are broken because he threw the boxes. She opens the boxes and all the bottles are broken. To be continued. What are they going to do? It's time for the sales demo and all the bottles are broken. I'm going to predict that he's just going to whip up some random crap. And since they still have the bottles and boxes, he's just going to like put the bottles together and sell whatever he can make. I don't know. We'll see next chapter with Tama. Always an adventure. <laughs> so who's next? Um, Want to do Osawa? Let's get Osawa. Yeah, let's, let's sure. get Osawa. Let's get Osawa out of the way. All right. When we last left Osawa, who cares? Uh, he has, <laughs> he's in a bad, rela- he's a jerk and he's in a bad relationship and he's like, pretty childish like he he seems like he he keeps trying to do well like like do good with his life but he's just ultimately kind of like selfish and childish um but anyway we start osawa's chapter with his wife leaving the house because she just can't take it anymore and he is left at home with detective banana there's a bit about about a trip he took with um, his daughter to the middle east before that oh yeah there's like a fucking powerpoint presentation of, about like with like a bunch of crossfades and it, yeah and oh, I don't remember this was like the first thing I read so somebody else tell me what happens in this so no he, he sees a, f- a photo uh, in the album that he was looking at at the end of the last chapter um, from his trip to the Middle East with Maria apparently he went, he went there for his job and Maria wanted to come along because she's interested in the Middle East conflict for, for some reason so she wanted to see it in person, yeah. <laughs> which is a great way to learn about conflict. Yeah, and, 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 and Osawa contemplates about how um, it was just awkward because they, didn't, they, they, they uh, ate um, food together, but they didn't speak to each other. And, um, and yeah, and that's about it. You know, I can think of this TV show where two daughters uh, went to the, one of them went to the Middle East and, hmm, anyway. That's 24, whatever. So um, <laughs> I'm trying to be thin. I'm like, all right, nobody's getting this. No, I, do, I don't. I'm not updated. And that show is called Big Bang Theory. <laughs> I haven't read the 24 wiki lately. That I wrote? Deepak, how could you? <laughs> uh, so. there, there are more 24-like stuff in this chapter. <laughs> Later on. I really, I'm not kidding. I really think this game has like is kind of a funny version of it. Like I'm purpose. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I think it's that's intended. Most importantly, I think that Cherry does stuff in this hour that you can't possibly fit in one hour, <laughs> and that happens in 24 all the time. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> so Asawa. So yeah. So he's at now. He's at uh, his wife's gone. He's at home with the detective, um, and. There's like a whole 
comical misadventure where Tanaka, like, keeps trying to tell him stuff and, like, talk to him about, like, secret company things. Um, and the Detective Banana keeps, like, interrupting or, like, being nearby during this time and, and is, like, because this isn't voice acted, I can't tell if he's supposed to be oblivious or if, like, he's supposed to be acting oblivious. Like, it, it comes across like he's acting oblivious to annoy everyone, but he's really, like, you know, listening. <laughs> Because he's suspicious. I mean, I know it's not voice acted. I know it's not voice acted or anything, but I cannot hear this guy in anything else but like a Peter Laurie voice. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Yeah, I don't know. Very monotone for me is the only way I can think of it. He's extremely suspicious, though. Oh, I mean, yeah. This, 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 this detective just, just tries to get into his computer. Yeah. Yeah. He's an interesting character. I my theory is that he's more that he's suspicious of Osawa. Yeah. You know what I mean? Not necessarily that he's a bad guy, but that he's actually thinks Osawa has something to do with the kidnapping. Or he knows about the virus stuff. I think he's just very eccentric and this is like their their Francis York Morgan uh, like oh he's actually a genius detective, but he just acts weird and somehow coincidentally gets everything right. Mm -hmm. Like this is his method of finding out these weird complex cases so Tanaka is and Osawa are talking about like they, they go over their options they're like how could these clinical trial thing they, they, they call them like trials but it's like obviously I mean I guess technically that wasn't that it what it is but really it's a gross human rights violation right how could this have possibly happened um, because and it's revealed that like that you have a couple different options you can ask of like what could have broken down in the security that would have allowed this to happen and there's like it's like the 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 vaccine was like kept or in a, like or the antiviral was like kept in a vault that required like Osawa and Tanaka's fingerprints to open so like even if one of them was compromised like there what are the odds that both of them would have been compromised and neither of them know about it and they're just like they can't figure out how this could possibly have happened um i mean i feel like it's the, gonna be the wife. Like, there's not that many people here. Mm -hmm. yeah, they're trying very hard to make his wife look suspicious. Right. Uh, there's something later that makes me think it's not the wife, actually. But but I'm like, I'm kind of with you, like, up until this one thing that happens later. Like, it seems like they're really pushing on her to the point where she might be a red herring. Because they're making her very suspicious. They're making her completely unlikable. And she's also the daughter of the guy who they sus suspected took, took the medicine. I could see it being uh, Tanaka and the wife, where she's like, I'm, I'm sick of this guy. We have a bad marriage. I'll get, get him put in jail, and then I'll marry this other guy. For, for other reasons we're going to talk about. I'm and Tanaka, yeah, and he ha like has seems to have like a good relationship with Hitomi, because um, Hitomi trusts him and wants to talk to him. And, um, like, maybe he's, like, a better dad. <laughs> oh, I, I kind of took their relationship in a different level that the game seemed to want me to. Well, yeah, the game kept talking about, like, are could they be dating? But I think that's, that's like... Yeah, that's probably a nah, That's, like, a joke. That's, I don't, I don't think that's meant to be serious. Got it. Okay. Because one of the tooltips is, like, I know they're, you know, he's 40 and she's 19, but some people make it work, which I felt like is almost the game being, like, don't blame me when this happens or something, you know, like, like uh, I don't know. Yeah, they're just trying to soften the blow. 
Yeah, but I, I mean, you, you, you might be absolutely right that uh, this is just a big joke, and I'm, I'm the jerk. Speaking of big jokes, so uh, after they talk for a while, um, they they just like like can't get any space without the detective interrupting them, and then eventually the detective. Uh, Detective Banana knocks on the door and is like, excuse me, Mr. Osawa, the the toilet is clogged? No, so this is great. I I love the phrasing of it. He's like, Mr. Osawa, I have some really bad news. I need to make sure that you're not going to panic when I tell you this. (laughs) It's like, just out with it. (sighs) Toilet's clogged. (laughs) (laughs) And then it cuts to him, like plungering the toilet and he's like I've never had to do this before I'm too rich and smart to have ever had to unclog a toilet also it is a very clean toilet and I'm not sure how Banana knew it was clogged because we find out later that it wasn't like being used as a toilet though it's it's also accompanied by a a very gross sound that is just repeated off and on which (laughs) is the toilet plunging sound so then after that goes on for a while, uh, Tanaka enters the bathroom. He goes, he opens the door to the bathroom and Asawa's like, you can't like go in here, you know, it's, I'm, I'm, it's occupied or whatever. And he's like, oh, perfect. And he comes into the room and closes the door and they're like right on top of each other, which in a nice house, there's a, plenty of space in the bathroom for two people. So this is, this is Japan. In, 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 Amer- in America, your toilet is in the same room as the... Um, shower, right? The bathtub. Oh yeah. Usually, yes. Yeah, usually, sometimes. So this this is not how it is in Japan. In Japan, the toilet is a very very small room with just the toilet in it. So there there will not be enough room in there. There's also a camera in that room, and I think that's that's part of the reason why it's funny. Like they're right up next to each other because there's like there also has to be a camera that fits in that room for them to take a picture. Also, like this this scene, while it leads to a stupid joke, the the start of it is a pretty funny joke because he's the detective comes in and he goes like, "Hey, you plunge in the toilet?" Goes, yeah, if you need to use the if you need to use the bathroom, go to the the second floor or whatever. And he goes, "No, this is fine," and just closes the <laughs> toilet or closes the door. Yeah. <laughs> so I guess it it's like a joke that Tanaka is gonna. Tr- like make a move on him make yeah. a move on him um like i guess get his dick out i guess that was the joke yeah that's, that's definitely the joke if you choose the third option where you just um close close uh, his uh, close his eyes and let whatever's going to happen happen yeah and he's like well we've worked together for a long time like i can see how this might like how this is happening he just kind of like resigns himself to it which is very bizarre yeah um but he's just trying to show him something on his phone in in secret where the where the other people can't see them (laughs) obviously where the extremely smart detective banana can't intrude well, you know, there's nothing more subtle than going into the bathroom with someone else. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? Real, real crime geniuses over here. <laughs> also, you can uh, choose to attack him with the plunger, which is good. It's like we were in trading notes. I thought he wanted to bang me. I don't know. Like... <laughs> anyway, sorry. I don't. It's not funny. Anyway, but they. 
So then there's a keep out after that, and like so, and then and then ten million years later, you can finally jump back. The timeline uh, gets clogged. Yeah, the timeline gets clogged. It has to be unclogged by Achi's route. Where there's a point in Achi's route where Hitomi sends a message to Tanaka. Um, also, they because she's like, oh, you, you know, the the kidnapper said not to talk to my family or the police, and Tanaka is not either of those things. Um, so she thinks it's safe to send him the message, which I thought was funny because, like, that's a little too ru- rules lawyering for a bunch of kidnappers, I think. <laughs> not very smart of her. Not her best moment. <laughs> oh, so um, so Tanaka is showing uh, Osawa the email from Hitomi, and um, before he reads it, he's like, "Why do you have my daughter's contact information?" Mm. And Tanaka's like, it's a long story. I'll explain it. So please just read the email. And, oh man, even in my notes, apparently, I wrote, I bet he is a better dad than you. Well, you really don't like that guy. Who does? I, you, you got me. I don't think he's a good dad. Like, I want him to, like, get what he wants. But, like, obviously what he, like, at this point, he's so far gone that in order to get what he actually wants out of life, he's going to have to hurt a lot of people. And that's only his own fault. Yeah, there was a bit before that about how he doesn't like to talk when it serves no purpose. Oh, yeah. Oh, God. And, and the tool tip said that like his, his, his record was like 14 days in a row where he didn't speak to anyone. <laughs> Reminds me of academia too much. He just seems constantly exhausted. And I'm not sure about what, but around these detectives, I mean, around these detectives, I can understand. I feel like the way this game is going, like the or the game, the way this game's tone is, maybe I should say, the end of the end game is gonna be something where he like this whole experience it makes him realize that he's not close with his daughter, like he sh- kids, like he should be, and he's gonna be a better a better person out of it. You know, that just seems to be like where I would guess this is going. Yeah, it seems like he's gonna move to America and leave his wife for sure. I want to say one thing. I mean, I don't really care for the character, but. The scenes, his scenes, are really well, like, photographed and put together. Like, the mood is, it's, it's got a certain mood to it. Yeah, it is the moody story, as opposed to the rest of them, which are mostly comedic. Yeah, like, this is supposed to be, like, the super yeah. serious one. it's like and then it's You've got the super serious one, and it's, like, the scene where they just keep cutting to the inside of a toilet. <laughs> yeah. There is one where they they take a picture from inside the toilet. Yes! Oh my god, I forgot about that. I was like, wow, mad props to y'all for the toilet perspective shot. <laughs> <laughs> That's so funny. Just They're just sitting there thinking, like, where's all the places we can put a camera? <laughs> Great, true artists. Anyway, so... Uh, Osawa's route continues when we jump from Achi's route after we see Hitomi send the email and Tanaka receive it. And uh, what does the email say? She just kind of says, like, oh, we're, I'm okay, like, we're on the run. There's a guy with a gun and he might be trying to kill me. Someone's chatting with, with a gun, but don't worry, I'm okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Right. So, though, I, there was something about the initial phrasing, which was, like, I'm with a guy with a gun or something like it that. Yeah, I. To the to the point that I was like, wait, Achi has a gun? Yeah, I, I actually was kind of thrown by that too. She does phrase it oddly, but then I kind of like realized, like, oh wait, 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 they're being chased. Yeah, yeah. But I'm imagining this is going to lead to a weird situation later. 
because of that phrasing. Well, it's like, can you imagine, too, just like, don't, like God, somebody with a gun is chasing me. Don't, try not to worry. No, I, I probably won't die. <laughs> don't panic, but I'm bleeding profusely and my carotid artery is severed. If I die, the timeline will just fix itself anyway. I don't know why I'm bothering. <laughs> yes, how is the virus stuff going? <laughs> <laughs> so then, they so they have this information, but they don't share it with the detective. I think the I, I don't. I think Hitomi says like they the kidnapper said not to talk to the police or family, yeah. and so they they don't. They so they so this. Finally, we've come across information that they actually should share with the police, and they they still don't. Um, and I think that would that would get Kajiwara off their off their backs a little bit. Um, but uh, he continues to bother them, and uh, Osawa is finally like, "I need to get out of here," and he goes outside. Yeah, so so the detective comes to his room with with the bathroom glove still on, oh, right. dripping yeah. wet. Oh yeah, <laughs> yes, that's so funny. Yeah, he's at his computer, oh, and yeah. then, and yeah, and his, his gloves are still wet, and the camera, like, really focuses on those wet gloves with all the toilet water on them. And he asks Osawa to praise him for fixing the toilet. Yeah, before this, he goes into, like, the toilet, because um, Osawa's trying to unclog it and not having any luck, and he's there with, like, his gloves and his bucket, and he's like, you having some trouble there? I could probably do that. I mean, you're the genius virus scientist, but you can't unclog a toilet. I could probably do that. Well, doesn't he have, he has, like, some kind of line, too, doesn't he, where he's like, you know, I'm a really good detective, too, and I usually don't find myself, like, watching some dude, like, at his house, you know? Yeah, Osawa basically berates him uh, while he's standing there with the wet gloves, and he's like, bro, hold on, here, I'm a great detective. They're making a manga out of me. And then he tries to explain the plot of the manga about a telecommuting detective. Yes! Oh, God. He's so good. Kajiwara is really the bright spot of this whole thing. This whole horrible plot rest. A lot of the side characters are... A lot more enjoyable yeah. than the main characters. I want to know what his deal is. It feels like Kajiwara is bothering Osawa, like on purpose. Like this is his, this is his shtick, and because he keeps frustrating him in a way that like leaves him vulnerable. Like in this case, the correct option is to go outside, and you have you leave your computer. So he leaves his computer like just on and open, and just goes outside and leaves Kajiwara in the room with the computer. Yeah, well, is that? I don't think that's exactly how it happened. So that's before before that, yeah, but Kajiwara, um, he leaves the conversation to to him being good with computer, and and then just tries to take control of the computer from him. And, and oh yeah, opens the web browser. Yeah, puts the wet glove on top of Osawa's hand. Right, and that's what that's what puts him that's what puts him over the edge, and then he leaves the room. Or you have the option. Well, but they first go to Ayanet. Yeah, they go to Ayakamiki's website because they're just the pop star that uh, he that he likes. Oh yeah. With with a real person, by the way, it's, it's a real singer um, who sings this oh, no. game's theme song. I mean, she's involved with the game, so. But if you if you want, all the albums are real albums that they talk about here. You can go find them and listen to them if you want to. That's great, actually. Um, and and then then you get the option. But is it here that he gives you the passport to not the passport, the plane ticket? 
Um, if you decide to stay in the room, he will give it to you immediately. If you decide to run away, he'll give it to you later. See how that's any different than what I said. Yeah. So, in order to, to do the puzzle, you have to go outside um, at this point. And uh, as he goes outside, he uh, sees the, the loan sharks that are chasing down Toyama. And uh, there's like, you can, like, if, you di- if you haven't unlocked the puzzle, then you can also just like let them go and like come back or whatever. But um, if you are doing, if, if you did the puzzle correctly and you, what do you do? Jump from... I mean, so ultimately, this is one of the two keys that we were talking about. It involves Toyama. That he, he, Toyama can't be on Kano's route for later on in Kano's story. The problem is, to get him out of the route, you need to direct Toyama. I think from Tama's route earlier, when she bumps into him, and now here in Osawa's route, where he has Toyama. No, it's, it's from right? Minorikawa's route, where um, he talks to him oh, on the phone. I don't know about that. Minorikawa tells him on the phone... Uh, to, to, like, keep moving. I would check your time chart on that. Because here's the trick to this chapter. That choice won't appear on Minorakawa's correct route anymore. I know. It's crazy. Go check it, though. Yeah, I know. But but the two, the, the two keys are the one on Minorakawa. You have to have that phone conversation with him and tell him to stay but in debt. you can't. Oh, sure, you can. You see what I'm saying? No, you can't. No, no, no. What I'm saying is there's a there's a wrong route with Minorakawa where he gets the option to tell Toyama, hang out, hang out where stay where you are, or go somewhere else, right? And you should tell him to stay where he is. Right. But no wait, on the correct route, that choice disappears. Like you can't go back to it because it doesn't exist on that timeline anymore because he bumped into Tama and he won't call uh Minorakawa. On my the way I did this uh was super weird, so I got the the fail state with Kano. Um, tried to figure out what the two keys were, went to Minorikawa, told Toyama to stay where he is, then went back to Osawa, didn't change, and by the way, it was already on that choice with Minorikawa, so I went back to, uh, the old, old dad dude, um, and it didn't even give me the choice of whether I wanted to stay in the room or leave the room, it just automatically went to leave the room, and somehow, something I got to the Toyama being there. What I'm saying is what's confusing about this is if you go back to your winning route, like right now even, and go to Minorakawa's choice, that choice to tell Toyama to stay or go is no longer present. Is it because of that jump? That No, it's not a jump. It's a choice. Like, it's the branch. That's weird because I definitely had to do both of those to get the winning state. I'm, I'm, I'm telling you because I could swear on my life because I didn't have the other. And I'm like, well, the two keys are obviously Minorakawa's call. And uh, Osawa, where I didn't know about Osawa at the time, but then doing it, like I couldn't find Makura, Minorakawa's choice. I mean, unless, but I'm, I mean, I'm t- I like looked up and down that thing because I was like, this must be it. Well, and and anyway, in the winning route, you you meet them and you help them over okay. here. That's fair. Yes, and Osawa helps uh, Toyama and his daughter. They hide in the bushes, and and if you say. If, well, you can refuse to help them, and then bad ending. And if you agree to help them, then um, they they go hide in his shed, and uh, and the the loan sharks show up. And then he says they went that way, and po- points some other way. And then they just he's like, "You guys, they're gone." And and 
Toyama's like, I think we're just going to stay here for a while if that's cool with you. And he's like, sure. I like how they play up how pathetic Toyama is, just like in every single aspect. Well, he sucks, to be fair. Yeah. Yeah, he does suck. His daughter seems to be really angry at him, too. Well, wouldn't you be? When Osawa looks at her, he's like, oh, her, her, like, cold... Her, like, cold, dead eyes remind me of Maria. <laughs> like, <laughs> something like that. Uh, her, like, bad attitude reminds me of Maria or something, which is funny. Um, so then when he comes, when Osawa comes back inside, that's when the detective informs him that the thing clogging the toilet was his plane ticket to America. Dun, dun, dun. And the only one who knew about it is I, right? Yeah. So he goes to I's... Uh, he goes to the master bedroom, and um, it's like, there's like clothes conveniently strewn about as if for a set, um, which is funny to me. So so they, they, they sleep in different rooms, apparently. She has her own room, and he has his own room. Mm, so it's her room specifically. Yeah, it's, it's not a master bedroom, it's just her room. She has her room with her own bed. So it's not a happy marriage. No. And, um... So he complains about how it's messy, and then he sees a cigarette lighter on the floor, and this is Minori Kawa's cigarette lighter. We saw it. We see it in his route. Um, is it? I didn't notice that. Oh, I didn't notice that. It does have an M on it. I didn't notice that. I did see the big M in Blazed on it. Oh, so. well, yeah, I guess that's the giveaway. Yeah, which is weird because there is a bad end on his where he just yell he just gets in a fight with I in the in the cafe. Um so they don't like each other. Yeah, uh, yeah, and it's it's clear that they don't and they don't know each other according to this route. Oh, I didn't know that was I in the cafe. Yeah, you learn that in one of the bad endings. Like I didn't know that either, but then there's a different thing, yeah, where yeah. Also, um, you, you saw I in the previous chapter. It's definitely her. Yeah, she's got that Yeah, that- I I just didn't connect the two. You didn't remember what she looked like. I didn't either, honestly. Rich lady outfit, yeah. Um, so, uh, so, he's, so he's like, "What's the cigarette lighter doing here?" Um, and then he goes over to the bookshelf, and there's a scrapbook that just is like a bunch of evidence that their marriage was for political reasons <laughs> and like for like family politics of like you know keeping him in the at the company. So the the, the scrapbook the scrapbook is mostly like paper. Um, a newspaper clippings of like uh, everything he ever did which is like normal like a, a wife would keep that if, if her husband's successful but then there's like a clipped uh, magazine article from the magazine that Toyama is publishing by the way oh yeah from the gossip magazine yeah uh, about uh, after they got married um, it was rumored that uh, marriage is a political one I mean, yeah, like, I think it would make sense for a husband to keep, or a wife to keep that, a scrapbook about their, like, like spouse or whatever, but maybe not one where it's like, and here's that tabloid that said we had a sham marriage. Yeah. You know. Are you saying that, that your wife doesn't, like, print out all the hate posts about you on the <laughs> internet and keep them in a book? Well, she doesn't print them out, but she doesn't bookmark. <laughs> the hard drive of the Super Metroid Let's Play. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and, and the the article suggests that she she had a boyfriend before that, and she's really angry about the marriage. Oh, that yeah. That might be something. Yeah, that article was specific. I think that one that was mentioned was from Norikawa's uh, um, newspaper or magazine. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's the same magazine. So, 
So, uh, while, oh, the reason why he's in there is because he wanted to listen to a specific J-pop CD, but it was like, it was, he left it at the office, so he has to go get, uh, Hitomi's copy of the CD, and he ends up looking around for it all over, and, um, can't find it anywhere, and he doesn't have time to calm down listening to his favorite artist when his boss, Makino, arrives, and he gets a call that he's there, and as he's, about to go talk to him, Osawa like has a like a, a, a memory about like I guess he already has administered the antiviral to someone before. Yeah. Yeah. Probably Maria or Hitomi. Yeah, it looked like a woman. It's the and he says like it was I'm sorry, it's the only way or something like that. It was the only way. I had no choice. So who knows what's what's up with that? Yeah, what does that mean? And then just th- thrown, like, th- this is why I, I think also I don't like this guy, because he's not telling us the whole, he's not even telling us the whole story. Like, he's lying to himself so bad that he just, like, has this memory that he did this, and he's like, oh, but that couldn't possibly be cre- be related to the, like, corporate espionage. <laughs> like, he's, he's an unreliable narrator, and he's boring, I find. No one, none of the characters in his arc is reliable, like... None of the detectives you can trust. Like, it's just a whole—it's a whole circus. This this pathway. Even his toilet doesn't work. <laughs> <laughs> Is it to- my toilet's conspiring against me? My toilet's a metaphor for my marriage. Oh, anyway, boy. speaking of unreliable narrators, did you notice that Tama is the only story that's written in the first-person perspective? I, I was gonna say that. Yeah, you're right. I forgot oh. about that. Yeah, she is the only one. I don't get exactly why that is, but maybe it's also something. Thomas, the main character. Because, well, I mean, I guess they're, like, trying to disguise her identity still, in a way, so maybe it's weird if you refer to her as Tama, because it... Wait, that's the the mascot, right? A couple characters just call her Tama, though. Yeah, Tama's the character, I would think. I'm guessing she doesn't remember who she is, really. I mean, I'm saying one possibility is in third person, it's a little weird to call call the character Tama when it's not, you know. I mean, I don't think it's that weird, but it's possible that's why they did that decision. Anywho. So, uh, that's the end of Osawa's chapter, so do we want to go to Minorikawa next? I mean, I feel like Minorikawa is the best, but you tell, y'all tell me. I'm, I'm happy to go wherever. I think Achi may be good now, because we just talked about Itami a lot. And- yeah, let's yeah. do that. All right, let's see where where do we start with Achi? Uh, oh, they were just about to run away from that gunman that they saw like across the square last time, and they ran away from him. So we pick up there. They go hide in an alley, and uh, Hitomi like gets up and is like, "I can handle myself from here," and he's like, "No, <laughs> what?" <laughs> but you can say like, "I see your point," or like, "No, uh, I want to come with you." Yeah. And then we found out he really is a walking cliche because he has a sick little sister. Yes! Achi's tragic backstory activates and we get um, a story about how his sister made him promise like a very specific promise. Um, and that's why he's going to stick by her because like, she's like, if you go out and help people and also stick through, stick, stick with it. Don't just give up halfway, which is yeah. like very specific. Don't half-ass how you help people. <laughs> yeah. 
let me give you advice for this very specific future situation. Um, oh, before that, they they encounter some some SOS thugs, mm-hmm. and um, no, that's that's after guy... they leave the um, the alley. Yeah, but it's it's it, he says like I'm gonna stick by you, and then they meet the number two guy, and then later is the tragic backstory. No, I think the tragic backstory is still in the alley when um, yeah when when she asks him why why he why he keeps um, helping her. Well, that's that's not how I wrote it down in my notes. Mm. And there there's a lot of separation between the two of them. I don't like, think I don't... this specific order of operations is super important either, right? Yeah, it it, it doesn't it, it, it's not important. There's this really weird bad ending here too with the cockroach. Oh yeah, that's right. So yeah, if you because if you don't if you don't fight the cockroach, yeah, then or uh, if you do fight the cockroach, it flies out. Tommy picks it out of her fucking hair. Which, uh, and passes out, which I have to be fair, I might have done that too. And that's. Achi also screams. <laughs> that's true. I would definitely have done that. Um, that actually happened to me at work last week. <gasps> oh no. Wait, let Polahoko. I. Polahoko, tell a story. Well, I mean, I didn't scream and die or anything. But. Well, obviously. I was sitting there at work, and it's kind of an old building, and they've got, like, I beams up top that are just kind of uncovered. And um, I feel what I think is like a raindrop. Maybe there's a leak or something. And it was just this big-ass silverfish that just dropped on my head. Oh, no. Okay. Well, I'm going to grab a seltzer. You can keep talking. <laughs> no, that's terrible. God, jeez. So on Achi's route, uh, he they encounter a new, like, sub-villain um, who is... Uh, so since Susumu took over SOS after Achi left, um, he has like a, Susumu has a, like a number two guy. I didn't write his name down, but he's like a like an actual gangster who came from some other gang and like wants to make this into like a cool tough gang. And he threatens Achi with the guillotine and does not elaborate. Yeah, he's like, "What's the guillotine?" He's like, "The guillotine is the guillotine." But that's how you pronounce it, right? Guillotine? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, just making sure. And uh, this is the point uh, in Achi's route where Hitomi, she gets an email from Tanaka and replies to him. And, oh, um, uh, his name is uh, Yoji Kiryu. Oh, yeah, it's Kiryu. Ah, of course. Yep. It's, a, it, it's also spelled the same as the, the Yakuza character in Japanese, in, in kanji. And, um... What what do we how do we feel? I don't know. I obviously this guy's going to come back later and continue to threaten. I mean, we're going to yeah, it's it's Chekhov's guillotine, you know. I mean, we have to yeah. know what it is eventually. <laughs> um but they they leave they leave him alone and keep walking. He's like, "I got stuff to do." And uh as they keep walking, Achi asks, "He tell me what eco stands for?" <laughs> Cuz his shirt says eco on it, which um is, I mean, it's less silly to ask that question in Japanese because she answers like it's the English word ecological. But may I point out that in Japanese, his name is like Eco something. Right? His nickname, yeah, is um, Eko Kichi. Uh, but right. he doesn't know what it means. I think this is like a. Like, oh, sorry, oh my go gosh. He just knows that it has something to do with the environment. But he doesn't know exactly what it means. Yeah, he spends like he spends all this time asking Hitomi about, oh, what about um, carbon emissions and all this other kind of stuff, and she just teaches him stuff. 
Yeah, she she just teaches him like the science behind global climate change. Yeah, and he was that like, isn't it? Wouldn't it be great with global warming? Hokkaido would be warmer, and it's he's like, no, that's not how it works. It's carbon dioxide. He's like, in my so like in my soda, and it's like, oh my god, Achi. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> uh, this is why I love Achi though. <laughs> he's such a lovable idiot. Like he's a walking cliche, but I like it. I'm down with it. The bebop and rock steady of the <laughs> We gotta yes. get them titles. He's trying very hard, that's that's for sure. And uh, so they... I feel like I'm getting tired of this assassin with a cane just like menacing yeah. them and like forcing them to run to a new scene. Um, but this time he comes back and um, Achi picks up Hitomi to carry her and it's like one of those like ah oh, don't don't pick me up and carry me but actually then it's like a romantic thing I guess and um as as they're running away Achi's like did that did the assassin like call my name did he say something does he know me how does how does this man keep tracking them how it's almost like he has some kind of surveillance system that's stationed throughout Shibuya to record where people are. Well, you came to that conclusion. I came to my own conclusion, where wherein he has his own person messing up his timeline, and they're playing the same game we are, but they're evil. Oh, and they just—they're just funneling him toward yeah. Achi and Hitomi. Yeah. So did did you all figure out who this guy is by the end of the chapter? No. Oh. No. I, I was the only one. Were we supposed to? I, I don't know for sure, but I had, a th- I had a theory on him. Look, Orin figured it out. There, there, there are enough clues by the end of the chapter that I think you can really figure it out. I, I'm not sure. I'm not, I don't know if I'm right or not, but I think that's why it's sitting Oh, I had, I had a hypo- hypothesis, but I didn't want to just like jump to saying like, oh, that's definitely who it is. Yeah, let's, let's, it, it's, it's definitely, it's at the end of like, the really end of the chapter, the, the end of Kano's route. Yeah, we'll right. talk. Yeah, we'll talk about it at the end of Kano's route. And it makes a lot of sense, especially if you go back and, and look at what happened. I mean, my ongoing theory was that since like chapter one, that he is actually a cop, since we saw his like weird snub nose pistol. Yeah. Yeah, that's one clue, and uh, there are more clues. But let, let's get to it to the end of the chapter. Yes, and so um, he keeps tracking them, and uh, they have like a little like. They go into the alley where the forklift is, and um, is this the point where he's like, "I have to kill her. Like, it's for your own good if you no, let me kill her, that's, Achi." That's at the end. That's, that's uh, yeah. That's the end. Okay. Of the so the forklift is like the middle, and he, yeah. So so you can. How could you resist the option to hit this man with a forklift? I mean, I actually did. So please tell me what happens. <laughs> oh. It's not that different. Um, it's just that, he, like, he he doesn't hit him with the forklift. He just like drives the forklift up to him and then stops it so all the boxes fall off on top of him in a comedic fashion. It is pretty great. Yeah. And the reason that the stuff isn't there anymore for Tama is that, uh, like, the janitor guy hears the forklift motor and he comes out to see what's going on. And Achi runs away and he's like, "Don't forget to recycle that glass." Yeah. So he's cleaning all of it up. So the burning hammer is now nowhere to be found on that recycling deck. As opposed to Aki throwing the boxes individually, one after another. And not knowing what's in them, I guess. 
Well, I guess he breaks all of them, but the boxes are still there and they don't look broken from the outside except for that one. So it's possible like the, the recycling people when they go to return are like, I don't care what's in it. But, you know, I don't care for all those broken glass sounds, I guess. So, um, so yeah, so then, uh, that it, you know, takes out the, the assassin that's, that's following them. And, uh, in my notes, this is where I wrote about Achi's sad backstory, um, which the only thing I think that we didn't mention about Achi's sad backstory is that, um, he left SOS because of his sister, um, but he didn't tell his friends any of that information. So from their perspective, he just left for no reason. And that's why they have a beef with him, which, Achi, please get it together. Oh, and then the next time they see the gunman, he says, Achi, and Achi's like, you do know who I am. And he's like, you need, you need, to, you need to let me kill Hitomi for your own good. And he's like, why? And he goes, you'll understand when she's dead. So is she a robot? Like, what? <laughs> I think, yeah, I think she's incubating that virus. Mm-hmm. She's, a, she's a walking biohazard. Resident Evil. Fate. Probably, but also, like, say that out loud. Oh, and he's the, the menace that follows you along. Was that, wait, was that a big revelation? Because I thought, that's like, I, that's the only way I could possibly even construe, like, you'll understand after she's dead, which is still a really obtuse way of putting it. Even if she had the virus, like, what about her dying would show Achi that she had the virus? So, here's my theory. Nobody in any game or visual novel ever just straight up says shit. It's always in this obtuse, weird way, and it makes me angry. That's why. No, I I honestly have no idea. Like, something about her being dead would, like, reveal the truth. Like, if you have this virus or or this antivirus and you die, you just immediately, (laughs) like, dissolve like a Resident Evil zombie? If you have the virus and you die, little confetti pops out. My my dude is not understanding like carbon dioxide and the, the carbolic acid and soda. You know what I mean? Like this isn't gonna be yeah. like oh you know biotoxin. I got it. Of course. So yeah, we don't know. Um, but uh, to be continued. High tension. Wow. You know what I just realized? Because there is a lot of Resident Evil overtones with, like, Osawu being, like, the evil scientist, kind of, who makes this killer virus and shit. Mm-hmm. Basically, Achi is, like, stars, but for, like, the environment. And just as stupid. Yeah. It all works. Anyway. Sorry. <laughs> um, uh, I think, well, Kana, I guess we have to leave for last, technically. Or yeah, yeah, I think so. So let's talk about Minorikawa. Does anybody want to talk about it besides me, the person who talks? Um, how does it start? It starts with Minorikawa accosting a man to ask him oh, for right. an interview, and it's the the junk shop owner who was like, we didn't know what his deal was in the last chapter. Yeah, and his interview style is that he like riles people up just to get them to respond, because he wants to talk to him about all the security cameras that are in Shibuya, and it goes into this kind of long back and forth of, you know, how could you, you know, just accept this? They're invading other people's privacy, and, you know, oh, they're, they're doing it to to stop out crime, and it's, oh, you, you, uh, you want them to stop crime, but you're okay with them invading your privacy. Why don't they just put cameras in your home, then? And it doesn't really go anywhere. 
<laughs> he says, I'd rather have security cameras than nosy journalists. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. And Menorca has this great line where it's like, um, privacy doesn't exist for any reason except for me to destroy it. <laughs> yeah, because I'm a journalist. Yeah. <laughs> and then he immediately keeps his cool after the interview and he's like, no, no worries, man. That's just my interview style. Like, no hard feelings. And the guy's like, Ugh, and he leaves. And then he goes to the cafe. Yeah, he's trying to find a cafe where he can work on his copy. And um, he's trying to find one that'll let him smoke. And the first one he goes into is a cafe where they apparently don't let you smoke. But also, it is a cafe where the gimmick is that the waitresses will yell at you and scold you. No, that's not the cafe. That's where the waitress works uh, at her other job. Oh, that's where she works at her other jobs. Okay, so her other job is the cafe where she gets paid to yell at you. Yeah. (laughs) And you pay to have her yell at you. So she does that here to Minorikawa, and she doesn't back down, and he's like, fine, fine. He is smoking, and there's a clear no smoking sign on the wall. <laughs> Imagine someone smoking in a no- like, you're just like in a Starbucks, and someone just like starts smoking a cigarette. Like, everyone's looking at him, and they're like, what's your problem? But if it was- if they were dressed like Minorikawa, and they were like, this hard-boiled- or at least attempted to look like a hard-boiled journalist, I'd be like- that guy's really cool. Also a dick. <laughs> yeah. Also, it's not a large space, the no. cafe. Like, you can't get away from the smoke. So he bounces around from cafe to cafe. He, like, has to go to three different ones until he finally goes to one that, um... Does he just decide... No, he keeps smoking, but I guess they've got a smoking section for him. Yeah, that, that last one is, is... It's not even a smoking sentence, a section. I think this cafe just um, allows smoking all throughout. It's the same one that um, Kano's fiancé and her father yeah, there's is sitting in. two characters of interest here. There's one, uh, it's Kano's fiancé and her father. And one of the routes for Kano is we have to not interact with them because interacting th- with them will make them leave the cafe and then that leads to a bad ending for Kano. And the, there's actually a lot that happens in this cafe. There's yeah. the phone call for, to Toyama. There's the interaction or the non-interaction with the father and daughter. And then there's Chiri, who's here because she, when she split up with Tama, she immediately decided to go into a cafe and eat a whole bunch of food because that's what she does. Yeah, back back to the fat jokes here. Yeah, Chiri's here to make fat jokes like i wasn't here for the last section but it's they just seem to be leaning oh yeah she's she eats a lot and she's fat haha yeah there was one funny thing i saw in, in a dialogue in that she ordered both the chocolate parfait and the and the uh, super chocolate parfait <laughs> <laughs> which is a big mood like the problem is they keep trying to make fun of cheery when cheery's a great character that's highly relatable she is like yeah like, I'm not going to go look for this truck. I'm going to get something to eat. Cheer is what I aspire to. Yeah, and then he goes, so, oh gosh, and then there's the beeping thing before he even interviews her all the way. Yeah. That, I don't know what that is at all. So here was where this game is, is unrealistic. So this game does say that Cheery eats all of her food in three minutes. But I think just getting that food ready 
into a table will take more than half an hour. And <laughs> there is no time for that. Yeah. So Cheery has to be there because without her being there, she won't give him a flyer to the Burning Hammer demo event. And if he doesn't have that flyer, he winds up going to the wrong place and getting a bad ending. And uh, so he... But, like, as he's heading toward Cherry's table, then he does, like, this beeping goes off, and he's like, I, I have a bug detector, which is a, a device that beeps because when there's a listening device around. Yep. And yeah. this is where you get the bad ending that um, he gets in an argument with Ai Osawa, who's also at the uh, restaurant, and, or I. Makido, because she doesn't have her name changed. Anyway, she's there, Osawa's wife. And she has a listening device on her for some reason. That's the revelation. Yeah. But we don't get any more information. We, they just get an argument and it's a bad ending. And you might not see that at all if you just choose the right um, choice. Yeah, this route, Min Min Minorikawa's route is a little weird in that you have to progress by basically ignoring things. Yeah. And at the, after you have ignored everything, then you interview Cheery about her diet. And uh, she gives, like, dieting advice that's, like, makes sense. But then, meanwhile, she's, like, eating a bunch of food, and that's the joke. And, um, let's see. Then, like Pola said, there's the, the Toyama call, and then there's a keep out. Um, how do we, how do we get back from that keep out? Which, which one is that? Is it a jump from... I think it's a jump from Achi? Yeah, because it's Achi... Is that that one? It's like oh like yeah, that was a weird one. A jump from the Achi tip about teeth grinding. Yeah, Achi... So Achi, Achi is grinding his teeth, and you can tab into that for a tip about grinding your teeth, which Minorikawa is doing. And that's how you jump back mm. to Minorikawa. Yeah, so then he completes the interview and gets a call from Chiaki... Uh, and she's like, she's gonna bail. And if you like made the wrong choice um, on Kano's route, then Chiaki like totally bails and you get a bad ending. But if you didn't, then he just, Minorikawa goes to help her. And uh, he goes to talk to her in the square. And this is where she's like, oh, I only interviewed one person and it was Tama. And, um, and she has a very cute drawing of Tama. Yeah. Yeah. I love this entire sequence just because of the two girls that are with him. Yeah, there's there's extras in this that are these two small ch small girls with big lollipops that are just like looking at Chiaki, like they're kind of like they're kind of judging her, but and they're also kind of rooting for her. It's very <laughs> cute. The Kinder Partners are called, right? Yeah. Yes, yes, and uh, I like this because um, if you if you did Kano's route first, then you would see. Chiaki trying to interview them and like you wouldn't realize that it was her maybe because we haven't seen what she looks like mm -hmm. but all she's doing is she's standing out in the, on the street with this notebook and just asking people are you happy and they can't tell what she's getting at she thinks or they think that she might be some kind of cultist <laughs> and they, uh, it's uh, Kano and Sas, Sas, what's his name? Sasumuya? Sasuyama Sasuyama um, Sasuyama ends up just kind of like taking her off somewhere and that's why she's not there for um, Minorikawa. But when she's there, Minorikawa gets with her and he tries to give her a pep talk about, you know, 
how conversation is like a tennis rally and you know it, you can play tennis by bouncing a wall bouncing a ball off a wall but it's not as fun because you always know where the ball is going to go and part of the fun of conversation is not knowing where it's going to go it's like that eugene levy thing from american pie but without the sexual subtext that's that's literally the metaphor just don't react if you remember that perfect thank you all i remember is the pie <laughs> Uh, so I, I love that this pep talk works. Like, she's never thought about this before. Like, she has all this time been a journalist and never figured out how to enjoy talking to people. <laughs> and, uh, so she goes out there and she's like, I'm gonna go interview someone. And who does she flag down but Leland Palmer? Mm-hmm. They don't identify him, but uh, it's, it's him for sure. And, um... Then it's, uh, so she's, she's doing it, and, uh, so Minorikawa can, can leave her, and it's time to go to the sales demo to be continued. Alright. Yeah, so Minorikawa intersected with a lot of things, but his route, like, wasn't actually, it was just him doing his job. I love him still, though. I'll tell you why, I'll, I'll tell you why at the end, but, um, I, I think he's my favorite character. He's my, he, like, if you were going to immerse yourself and be any character, I would want to aspire to be Minoru Kawa. I That's how strongly I feel about him. Anyone but Osawa, really. Um, but anyway, who's left? Uh, what's his face? Kano, of course. Alright, so Kano is uh, tailing the attache case still, and uh, he and Sasayama. Sasayama's still dressed as an otaku. And uh, they come across, uh, they're on the street, and they come across Chiaki, who we, if you did Kano first, you might not realize this is Chiaki, and they just kind of are like, who's, you know, who's this girl trying to do an ethnography out here? And um, they, you can say like, oh, I'm going to talk to her, oh, I'm not going to talk to her. And if you talk to her, she gets upset and... uh, that feels Minorikawa's route. Sasayama, uh, yeah, es- es- escorts her to the train station. Also, there's a there's another choice before here that is it is inconsequential, but it's a funny aside between uh, Kano and Sasayama, which is them trying to figure out why they are tailing this for so long, and they're like, "Wait a second, what if the money's not in the case anymore?" Um, I like how you have the option to like guess a bunch of things that are wrong. <laughs> yeah. The one I picked was that uh, they are s- quietly smuggling money out of the case with each person. And like, alright, so they each take a stack of a million yen out. So, you know, how many people would that be? You know, one million divided by 50 million. Okay, that'd be five people. Wait, no, fuck, <laughs> 50. And they're like, oh, that's so many people. <laughs> we'll be telling them for days. I want to know where they go with this, though. Like, I'm actually interested in, in why the people don't seem to want to get away. I mean, I feel like they have to be, like, distracting the cops from, like... Well, I mean, I, 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 I guess, like, my, my theory is they've lost Maria, who is now Tama. They're trying to kidnap Hitomi. To do this, they're leading the cops around Shibuya chasing this money while they're actually trying to capture Hitomi on the back end to present her at that. Oh, no, we still got, we still got Maria. Exactly. How they have all these people available and how the cops are not, like, distributing someone to watch Hitomi is beyond my expertise, but still. I don't think the cops know where Hitomi is. They grabbed every single American in Shibuya 
put them in and said, hey, we need you to walk around for several hours. So the cops, I don't think the cops realize that Itomi is missing because they put a tenno on her. And we learn at the end of this chapter that uh, he's not, he, he's also missing. And Tateno is that detective that um, Kano worships. Yes. For good reason. I think it's a conspiracy. And I think that Kuze is telling Kano to continue to do this uh, because uh, he's involved somehow. I don't know. We'll get to the end with terms of like who the... Figure, trying to guess who the uh, assassin um, but he, Kano flashes back to, uh, again, to the incident with Tateno, where he covered himself in gasoline to talk down the suicidal guy. And uh, he, the, the, the dick dictum is a police officer never loses sight of what he's supposed to protect. And I'm glad the dick dictums are back in this chapter. Mm-hmm. Also, um, gasoline ignites off the fumes, so never ever do what Tateno's doing. Just a little pro tip. Yeah, don't cover yourself wow. in gasoline. Please. Yeah. No. It's not a good idea. Um, so there's also a bad end um, that you can get, which I got at this point, uh, which is that uh, Rumi's dad shows up and like <laughs> walks up to Kano and is like, you'll never marry my daughter now. And uh, and then, it, then he's like, wait, no. And then six months later, he's like a farmer. Happily married and enjoying his worth with work with his now pregnant wife. Yeah. How is yeah. this a bad ending? That's exactly it. He's like seems so much happier. Like maybe it's a bad ending for everybody else, but who cares? <laughs> the virus killed everyone, but you know, hey. <laughs> well, you, what can you do? Yeah. So that's what that's what happens if Minorikawa goes and bothers uh, Shizuo and Rumi in the cafe. So that was funny. That was that was such a such a high effort bad end. <laughs> yeah, like, like he's in his little farmer's outfit and like the crops and everything. It's pretty wonderful, yeah. It's also just like him trying to flub around trying to explain why he's like doing his job to Rumi's dad. Yeah. And uh he doesn't like he doesn't care. I yeah, I I think I think there's a police conspiracy. I think I said that last time, and that's why Shizuo is here as well. Um, because he used to be a police officer. I think he he didn't want to be part of the conspiracy, and that's why he hates cops now. And he's gonna, mm. in like, five hours later, or however many chapters we have left, he's gonna be like, I'm back on the force, baby, and he'll be the good cop that we team up yeah. with. <laughs> oh man, that would be good. Um, so if that doesn't happen, then uh, Kano and Sasayama come across two men carrying another one who is bleeding from the head. These are the SOS gang members that Achi beats up in his route, and uh, you can like. And they, they've been through the guillotine apparently, because that was that what he threatened is going to do to them when they when we left them with Achi. Yeah, and. Uh, he just got beat up a lot on his head, and he's bleeding a lot from his head, which is not what a guillotine does. No. <laughs> so you can like choose to like, ig- like basically like ignore them or take them to the hospital. I mean, in a very loose sense, that's what a guillotine does. Yeah, I mean, it does it does hurt your head? It does make a lot of bleeding happen from the head region. 
you could do that with a guillotine if you didn't know what you were doing. <laughs> if you missed. This is the world's worst executionist. Like if you just push it over onto somebody. <laughs> so if you hit someone with it. Yeah. So if you, um, if you, I think if you take them to the hospital, then you you get more information that they're from SOS and. Um, yeah, it doesn't have any consequences though for the rest of the story. Um, yeah, because they then they continue to follow the, the guys with the with the with the briefcases. They're still following them, and uh, then you get a major roadblock, which is has to be solved by everyone together, which is. Whether or not Toyama and his daughter are in the park, because <laughs> mm. we can't we can't tail people when this man is in the park getting accosted by loan sharks. So at, at this point, they decide to um, disobey their orders and just go and arrest those guys when they do the transfer. Ah, yes, they're going to do like a pincer attack. Yeah, and when they're trying to do that, then to- Toyama interferes because he's in the. Mm-hmm. Yeah, if Toyama is making too much of a commotion, then yeah, it doesn't happen. But. By the way, uh, Turbo checked. I'm wrong about the the choice disappearing. I swear it wasn't there for me, though. Um, like I can remember exactly like that timeline, and it, it it I don't know why it wasn't there for me, but yes, you do have to do it in Minorikawa's timeline. Fine, whatever. I'll eat crow. Oh, I was just gonna keep keep it secret that I was right, and I can hold it above your head forever. But you know, if yeah. you want to broadcast it to everyone. Well, the audience should be able to help you hold it above my head. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, the audience shouldn't look for it in their game and then be like, what was he talking about? Everyone post your screen caps to, to <laughs> at Slowbeef on Twitter. <laughs> so after you unlock the complicated puzzle, which is just uh, Minorikawa has to tell them to stay put and then Osawa has to shelter them, then they're not in the park. And so when they're not in the park, then... Uh, Kano and Sasayama both run, try to run down the two men involved in the briefcase transfer, and uh, Kano tackles one of them, and then you can like I don't think it matters, but you can choose to like handcuff your guy or help Sasayama, and um, either way, you are suddenly interrupted by. An American from the U.S. Embassy who arrives. I want everyone to quick think up the quick up think up a fake American name off the top <laughs> of your head, and it will guarantee still be better than what they came up with. This guy. His name is Jack Stanley. Yeah. So, so what happened is that the guy that um, Kano uh, tackled uh, holds a knife to him and runs away, and then the American comes up in the car and just stops him. He takes him out with a cool yeah. American spy move. Uh, American action hero move. He kicks the knife out of the air, right? And then he jumps the car, knocks the guy down somehow, and then just kicks him in the goddamn face. He's out. He's arrested he's, Oh, out. yeah. I mean, And yeah. uh, no one has any idea what's going on. <laughs> kind of like calls... Or he talks to, to Kuze, and Kuze's like, you're going to listen to that guy now. Like, I'm not going to fire you for for um, disobeying orders because now the U.S. Embassy is, like, taking this over and we have to listen to them. Dun, dun, dun. And Jack Stanley is, like, kind of, like, looks at him and he's like, this guy's killed someone before. <laughs> 
to be continued? Well, wait, the last thing we find out is, like Oren referenced earlier, uh, the, the guy who is supposed to be getting Hitomi back is the famous detective Tateno, and he has been out of contact for a long time. Yeah, and that's what makes me think that he's the one that's that's the one with the gun that's chasing them. Yeah, and in the like flashback, you like don't see him. You don't from see the his front. face. Um, he got a call uh, in the previous episode at right the very beginning that distracted him. Do you remember that? Yeah. Uh, that's exactly coincides with the time that Kano tries to call him to call Tateno. Hmm. Hmm. So I think it's also, definitely him. Also, he walks with a cane from when he lit himself on fire with gasoline, mistakenly. He breathed the fumes and it messed him up. Yeah, that was a bad. It was a bad call, no matter how you slice <laughs> it. It's not really a heroic thing. It was really stupid. So if so, I also think the the assassin is meant to be Tateno, and if that's the case, then my my conspiracy theory is that. That's why Kuze is like, no, keep tailing the guy because that was like that setup was like a larger setup to allow Tateno to kill Hitomi at the point where the thing was supposed to go on, and now that it's not happening, like it's supposed to happen, and they're just all trying to stall for time. I don't think Kuze is, is on it. I think Kuze was following orders from the United States Embassy. Uh, who knows what what they're up to? Uh, he doesn't seem to know what's going on. He's just. Um, Following his own orders. Well, I th- the other reason why I think that the police have some community, like that some of the police are in on the conspiracy, is because Shizuo is here, and I, like I could, could see, like did did Tateno, like would he like do one last favor for his old friend from the from the police force, like the only good cop that he knows, which is like to come here and distract Kano so that he's not involved in this conspiracy situation. So, can I tell you why Minorikawa is the greatest? Yes. Let me let me just throw out some action heroes, okay? So, like, Raiders of the Lost Ark, okay? So, Indiana Jones uh-huh. keeps almost getting the Ark of the Covenant, but sometimes does get it, but then the Nazis take it back, but he never gives up. And Jack Bauer in 24, which is clearly this game's inspiration, I'm just going to reiterate, um, also... Can't accomplish his goal in a day, but he keeps at it and he never stops and he's super persistent. And that's Minorikawa to a T. He is going to do everything to get that magazine and every stupid little thing that gets in his way is just like another thing that he has to overcome and checklist. And I love him for it. Best action hero. Thank God for Minorikawa. Wow. And when he points, there's a sound effect. That too. <laughs> That's how you know he's a hero. Yeah, I yeah, absolutely. I do like him. He's a good character. I'm telling you, who's everybody's favorite character? Tama. Tama. Yeah. Norikawa. Tama could be of absolutely no consequence whatsoever. It could just be a regular person under the outfit. I wouldn't care. No, yeah, I wait. <laughs> I'm so, wait, wait, wait. Hold on. Let's rewind that. Because if Osawa is in that cat suit, who gives them... Yeah, it's like a split timeline. (laughs) Yeah. The cat suit doesn't clear all our sins. I I, I have to go with Yanagashida. He had some of the greatest faces and... Yeah, I like that character too. Yeah, Mm -hmm. Yanagashida's great. 
There's a lot of great characters, to be fair. But he's just in Tama's timeline, so Tama. Oh yeah, true. Well, it's Tama's world. He's just living in it. I think Minorikawa is my favorite too. I think there's like something about like that sort of relentless positivity. I don't know, like another way to put it, like this incredible sort of like in the face of all this like peril and setback, just being like, "We're gonna get that. We're gonna get your gossip magazine published, Tama." You know, like it's like. Everything he does is just to the extreme. I mean, he's really competent. Yeah. Yeah, he is. He's hyper-competent, and he's, uh... Ah, he's so good. And he's, he's, like, the ways that he's eccentric are funny. Like, trying to smoke and getting kicked out, like, several times. Mm Mm-hmm. But still doing it anyway. And, like, accosting that man on the street, like, that was very funny. Oh yeah, totally. Where like in the end, in the bad ending, where uh, Chiaki refused to do it, he's fine. I'm gonna do it. And he stands up on that thing. He's like, everybody, shut up and mm-hmm. listen to my like. Everyone's gonna shut up and talk to me or something mm-hmm. like. <laughs> he's never down. He never gives up. That's it. That's what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. We should all aspire to. And he's doing it for free to help a guy out who he doesn't even like. Yeah, for free. You know. <laughs> for a guy that just kind of sucks. Yep, exactly. Yeah. I relate to that. That's that's good. Minorikawa's a good guy. All of Minorikawa's bad endings don't really involve him being inconvenienced in any way. It's just that Toyama gets super sad and kills himself. Which is very bad and sad, but I guess it doesn't impact Minorikawa's like, ability to live his life. It doesn't really affect Minorikawa. <laughs> I don't know. I feel like he should get custody of Toyama's daughter. <laughs> Either case, yeah, no matter how this ends. Yeah, no matter what, it should end with him getting custody of, of Toyama's daughter. And then, like, him and Osawa burning in hell. All right. <laughs> A lot of bad dads in this. Yeah. Anyway, next time on Shibuya Scramble. I guess See you we'll next find time, out. everybody. Yep. One o'clock. I still think it should end with the 24 clock sound. <laughs>